You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Welcome to this Data Cert Meet the Experts podcast on policy management. I'm Daniel Dewan, Director of GRC Product Management for Data Cert, and I manage our governance, risk, and compliance offerings, including policy management. Here with me today is Lisa Hill, President of PolicyScape Consulting. Today, Lisa and I are going to discuss some basic approaches to effective policy management and the role that technology can play in ensuring that the program is both effective and efficient. So, Lisa, could you start by telling us a little bit about your background? Of course. For the past decade, before resuming my consulting practice, I managed global corporate policy for Visa, Inc. And after its IPO, I developed Visa's corporate policy management program. Pre-IPO, I managed the Global IT Information Security Policies Program, and I chaired the Global Policy Forum. I've also got a lot of experience managing development and implementation of policy, procedure, and processes with a wide range of Fortune 500 banks and engineering construction companies. And today, in addition to assisting clients to build effective policy management programs, I consult with Michael Rasmussen as the so-called policy pundit for GRC 2020 Research and I co-chair the OSEC Policy Management Group with Michael. And Daniel, we're really glad to have you as a member of that working group. Well, thanks, Lisa. I know we're all excited for the upcoming Policy Management Guide and the sample policies and meta-policy and all the other great content that you're taking on with that group. So for my part, I've been working in various aspects of compliance, legal, and risk automation for about seven years, including professional services, sales engineering, and then most recently, product management. And in each of these roles, I've gotten a view into the variety of governance, risk, and compliance challenges that our clients face. And over time, I've gotten to see what works and what doesn't when it comes to addressing those challenges. So, Lisa, I know that you speak frequently on the topic of meta-policies. You developed a meta-policy, or what we sometimes refer to as a policy on policies for Visa, right? Yes, I implemented a global meta-policy at Visa that was supported by the Visa C-suite. And it brought together global and geographically specific policies for all the company functions. And as part of that, we formed a unified, centrally managed library of corporate policy. So developing meta policies is really my expertise. And I joke about having metamania in my consulting practice because I'm getting calls every day from organizations in a variety of industries, financial institutions, auto sales, government agencies, international manufacturers. Some are big companies. Some are little companies. They're all in this policy quagmire that they don't know how to get out of. And I find that the simplest, most immediate way to climb out of that mess is to start at the beginning, to start with a meta policy, to define the rules that you're going to follow, and everything flows from that. In our recent webinar on policy management, we heard from participants that over half of them have a policy on policies at their company. So for those companies that don't have a meta policy, I take it you recommend that they develop one? Absolutely. The meta-policy is the foundation for any effective policy management program. And without a clear meta-policy, you're really going to have difficulty achieving the level of governance you need across the company because the meta-policy is what sets the rules. It defines the key roles and responsibilities, and it assigns accountability. And not only does it provide a roadmap for managing the policy lifecycle from initial development through implementation to end of life, but it also gives your policy manager the authority to enforce the rules and gives them an escalation path if they need it. So it's really critical that the meta policy has the buy-in of executive management. And also, policy owners and authors are typically dispersed across the company functions and geographies, and you know, they already have a day job. So the only way to bring consistency across the company to how policies are authored, reviewed, and approved, as well as the topics they cover, 
is if you have a formalized meta policy. And so then for those policy managers who don't yet have a policy on policies in place, as well as those who do but might be wondering if it's adequate, what should a robust meta policy look like? Well, beyond the key roles and responsibilities we just spoke of, the meta policy needs to define governance rules and the required elements for every policy, plus how compliance will be validated. And one of the critical things a meta policy does is articulate what your company's system of record is. And it should state that this is where all of your official policies live so that it's not ambiguous. So if, as an employee, I find something in an old binder or on a random Internet page, I've been told not to consider it the policy. Rather, that has to come from the official repository. This reduces the company's possible legal liability if an employee refers to an out-of-date policy version not stored in the central repository. Third, the meta policy should also define what the company means by policy. There are many subjects that pretty obviously qualify as policies. For example, all of the antis, anti-bribery, anti-money laundering, antitrust. But what about a topic like the refrigerator cleaning policy? You know, everybody always laughs when I say that. But truly, what you're trying to do is set the ground rules for good policy governance. So you need to limit policies to those mandates that truly meet defined criteria. And so it makes sense to invest the time for policy owners and stakeholders to analyze each policy annual. And it makes sense for legal staff to evaluate it. And it makes sense for a senior executive or a group of executives to review and approve it. As you can see, it's important for each policy to meet the threshold that's defined in the meta policy. Otherwise, you end up with documents like a refrigerator cleaning policy. And I'm sure if I looked at the refrigerator in the author's break room, I'd probably agree that something needs to be said. But it just doesn't meet the threshold of a policy. At most, it should probably be a guideline under health and safety. With a good meta policy, the policy manager has the authority to push back and say, I'm sorry, this is not a policy. Please make it a guideline. So this all makes good sense, but I, I wonder when the rubber hits the road, how do you get people to actually follow the meta policy? Well, of course, all the stakeholders in the policy management lifecycle need to be aware of and able to access the meta policy easily. This would include the corporate policy manager, policy owners, authors, subject matter experts, and really anyone who may become involved in policy content. So what we're really saying is that all employees need awareness. And what we're doing in the meta policy is codifying a series of rules to navigate by. And these rules have executive buy-in. And that's important because it's not just how convivial and persuasive the policy manager is at convincing other people who often have more seniority. They actually have some authority behind them. So you, as a policy manager on your own, without a meta policy, are likely to have very uneven success. But with a well-written policy on policies, you can explain to the policy owner at the other end of the phone why they need to do an annual review, for example. And ultimately, it gives you the authority to say, look, I understand your perspective. So what you're saying to me is that you need to get an exception, and I'll help you put it together. And generally speaking, the minute you ask a policy owner to do an exception, and you volunteer politely to help them write it, and then they realize that the exception has to be approved by a chief executive like the uh, chief risk officer or a committee, they back off. And they realize that it's just easier to do their annual review than it is to fight you because the meta policy gives you the authority of executive management on this. And you can try to make the process as efficient as possible and be a helpful aid, definitely not a cop. But ultimately, if they don't follow the, what the policy says, they're going to end up on a very high level uh, bad list on somebody's desk. 
And that's really one of the biggest values of the meta policy. So when you talk about enforcement and making the processes as smooth as possible, technology can play a big role in this as well, yes? Absolutely. Having a policy management tool in place can really help to keep things on track. A meta policy has many components which are possible but really, really difficult to manage manually. So the tool can essentially act as the control for the meta policy enforcement. From your experience, what are the most important things a policy management solution should offer to support a meta policy? Well, the meta policy specifies how frequently policies are reviewed. The tool needs to facilitate the review process and notify stakeholders far enough in advance to give them time to execute the policy review management cycle. But it also needs the flexibility to override the system-generated next review date if the business can justify a change to that date. And the tool should also proactively support external change management. You should be able to tie policies to authoritative sources, like laws, regulations, and industry standards. So when a particular source changes, you can easily identify which policies are effective. And mapping to authoritative sources also enables you to quickly respond to regulator requests like, show me all the policies that deal with FCPA, or demonstrate to me that all the required control standards are present in your policies. So for policy reviews, you need calendaring capabilities, plus rules-driven workflows and automated notifications to alert policy owners when reviews are due, remind them if they fall behind, and even escalate to the owner's manager if necessary. And a platform-based system can track the relationship between policies and regulations, which are usually the purview of different groups in the organization. So for the regulatory law professional, the system can automate the regulatory intelligence process, proactively monitoring laws and regulations. And then when changes occur that might affect an existing policy, the system can trigger an alert to the policy manager that the policy should be reviewed relative to that regulatory change. A similar process is initiated when changes occur in other types of objectives and commitments that policies might be linked to. And then finally, workflows also come into play in streamlining the approvals process, ensuring that new policies are routed to the right approval authorities and the automated notifications and reminders ensure the process doesn't get bogged down. Yes, it's really important. The workflow aspect of the tool means that major productivity improvements are possible, especially if you have one corporate policy manager who's trying to manage a library of policies across the entire company. And one of the most important things a policy management tool should do is provide that single place where all official policies live. You know, I like to think of a policy management system as the technological backbone or the central nervous system. So while policy management responsibilities might be distributed across a number of corporate functions and business units, the policy management tool provides that common and consistent review and approval process And it also provides broader visibility across the policy management program. And it goes beyond just having a central database and document management facility. So with the ability to tie policies back to specific obligations and objectives, like you mentioned before, you can see if there are conflicting policies addressing the same objectives or commitments. And then templates, so document templates, can help enforce consistency in the look and feel as well as the required fields and data elements that every policy must contain. And finally, if you're going to provide a common backbone for a distributed process, you have to have security features that ensure that the appropriate people have the right level of permissions for the policies that they control. And equally important on the front end, employees know exactly where to go for the most up-to-date official policies, and they should be able to easily access all and only those policies that apply to them. Right, and technology can certainly help you control that process. 
Also, with versioning and archiving capabilities, retired policies can be removed from the front end but retained in the back end system for audit purposes. Speaking of employee access, technology should help us with attestation and training. We need the ability to keep track of when employees acknowledge that they've read and understood a policy or have completed certification testing, obviously depending on what you've required them to do. And we know that these days, the regulators want active proof that you're getting certification and that you're tracking things, not just that a particular policy has been distributed. And then when you consider this accountability piece, there are very few, if any, file shares. I mean, there are none that I know of that can manage this kind of integrated information about when an employee has read and acknowledged a policy and which training they've taken, all in one place. Plus, recent DOJ rulings have demonstrated how critical this information is and the benefits of investing in a tool that can provide it. Right. A policy management system can certainly help systematize the communications with employees about new policies and periodic reminders of policies. Plus, survey administration capabilities can be used to obtain policy attestations and training certification quizzes. And these capabilities are further enhanced when that policy management system is then integrated with your HR or learning management systems. Very true. And I'm also a huge believer that you need to manage policy exceptions. If you don't keep track of exceptions, that can be one of your biggest weaknesses. And it's really important to have the ability to link exceptions to policies and pull information on the number of exceptions that have been requested on a policy and the number granted. The reason for this is it's the kind of reporting that you can drive from a purpose-built tool as opposed to a file share or a spreadsheet. This can help you in revising policies and ensuring that they're actually implementable. And we all know the tenant never published a policy that you can't enforce. What other metrics are important to provide the kind of feedback that you need to keep policies relevant? I think identifying where you have exceptions and incidents and violations is very important. And also, the questions employees have asked and how many. If you tell employees who to call or email with questions about a policy, and then you have a mechanism to track the questions and answers, then you can see if you have lots of questions about the same area of a policy, that's an important indicator that something is going on. So when you see violations, ask yourself, is this policy just badly worded that people can't understand it and they're making errors and violating it without even realizing? Or um, is there something really wrong with it? These are the hard metrics I try to look for to evaluate whether a policy needs to be revised, whether it's badly written or it conflicts with something else or it's just not enforceable. When you see lots of exceptions, incidents, and or questions coming up on a particular policy, it tells you that it's time to make some changes. Right, so we talked earlier about tying policies to regulations and to objectives, and now you bring up some other examples where being able to establish links between policies and other aspects of compliance, like incidents and inquiries and controls is key. Policy management doesn't occur in a vacuum. It's part of the larger governance, risk, and compliance program. And a platform-based technology solution where policy management is integrated with risk management, incident management, and other compliance processes allows you to make and maintain those connections and to produce those critical metrics that you described. That's right. And for all the reasons we've talked about, technology is really seriously important. The other critical consideration when you talk about the bridge between a meta-policy and technology is this. If you want to have an effective technology implementation, regardless of what technology you choose, it's critical to define your meta-policy before you try to configure your tool. 
And that's because the rules that you need to configure the tool to really work for your company are stated in the meta policy. For example, who are the players? How do you know how to configure the workforce if you haven't identified what the key review and approval roles are? How do you, re- how do you set a review cycle if you haven't decided what the review period will be for your policies? If you haven't defined responsibilities, how do you configure notifications to reviewers that the review is due in so many days so that they have the time to actually do the work? If you haven't identified what the required fields are for a policy, how can you configure a template? If you're going to allow exceptions, how are you going to track them in the tool? If you want to drive metrics, what is it you want to count? One of the main culprits that causes companies to fail is that they choose a perfectly wonderful tool, but they get nowhere. Why? Because they don't have any idea of what the rules are. That's why you begin with a meta policy. It's the foundational piece. It enables you to tell your integrator or your vendor's professional services team what it is you want the policy management tool to do. And the tool is only going to automate the responsibilities and processes you figured out. Well, Lisa, I think you've given our audience some great advice on where they need to focus in putting, it, putting together a meta policy or evaluating their existing meta policy. And hopefully we've provided some useful examples of what an important role technology can play in supporting your policy on policies. So thank you, Lisa, for joining us and sharing your thoughts today. It's been my pleasure, Daniel. We hope you found this podcast informative. For information on future DataCert expert podcasts and webinars on GRC topics, please visit datacert.com. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too.